But the story that comes out of the weekend, and obviously in that overtime win, I, I would say the game-saving block comes from the rookie, Amin Thompson. And then the story to me of the last couple of games is that the rookies got their first start uh, against Boston. Now, you know, I don't, I don't know how much our audience is into into moral victories, but I, I did think that the Rockets did some things in this game that were, despite losing, that were imported, important or much needed uh, in terms of some of the things that we talked about in the last episode that they were lacking. But Amin Thompson and Cam Whitmore get their first starts. And, and Adam, hey, man, you know I've been wanting, I wanted to talk about Cam Whitmore before it was time and before it was appropriate. You know how I've been on him, uh, even going back to the draft. What were your impressions? I know you were in the building. What was your impressions of watching the rookies work? And then overall, just your thoughts on the effort that the Rockets gave, even in defeat against the Celtics. And of course, that that exciting overtime win against the Jazz. Yeah, so what, what's, I guess we'll start with the game on Sunday um, by itself first. And uh, I think when you look at who they were missing, um, you're missing, they're basically missing three of their best six guys. Van Vliet didn't play. Uh, maybe not three of their best, if maybe three of their best eight, but no Van Vliet, no Eason, uh, no Jeff Green. Like those are rotation guys that you're without. And it's two of your best six with Van Vliet and Eason. So not having those guys, uh, it, it hurt. Uh, and then when you get outscored from the three-point line the way that they did, 17 to 10, I mean, you're when, when you're that, – that's 21 points right there. So they're back – so the, 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 the margin for error is very small in that game. Uh, they competed, though, and, and they got off to a bad start. They're down 15 at halftime. They gave up 30 – they gave up 70 points in the first half, 46 in the second half. So uh, the fact that they were able to compete uh, in that game, I do think that, that it shows something, especially when they were as shorthanded as they were. Now, as for the rookies – I think Amen Thompson is showing some steps. Like he he is making some gradual steps of improvement that I think are important, and I think that that's going to get him on the floor uh, quite a bit as this season goes along. Offensively, defensively, I mean, he had 14 rebounds uh, the other night, five assists. Um, defensively, he's good and he's you know he's rangy and lanky and all, all that good stuff. Uh, he, he has the ability to get to the rim. He has ability to finish in traffic when he's at the rim. The shooting is a big issue. Now, they're not going to fix that overnight. I think that'll probably be a summer project for him, is how do we become at least passable as a jump shooter? Uh, again, it's, it's not good right now. Right now, it's pretty bad. He's got to work on that. But I, I think overall, like you said, he had the big block on Friday. I think that was a that was a really big step for them, winning that game on Friday. Not to get off topic a little bit, but – um, that's a game they probably should have lost. And when you think about it, Fred Van Vliet fouls out with two minutes to go. They have been awful without Fred Van Vliet this season. And so the fact that they were able to win a game without him, uh, it showed a lot. And the fact that Ime Udoka was able to trust Amin Thompson to sub him in defensively, like uh, Udoka loves offense for defense substitutions. Um, normally he doesn't have to do that at that point guard spot because Van Vliet's solid at both ends, but he was more than willing to go with the men Thompson defensively and it paid off. And, and I think I asked Thompson about this the other night. He said it did a lot for his confidence that Udoka showed him that faith. So really good with uh, a men Thompson cam Whitmore. You saw some holes yep. and I, I know that listen, he has been a very good shooter. I think that he has been a much better shooter than I think I thought he was going to be at this stage but when he doesn't make shots, how is he impacting the game? 
and he did not make shots on Sunday. He really didn't impact the game a whole lot. He took seven shots in 27 minutes. He only made two of them, only had four rebounds, did not have an assist. So, like, if you're not going to make shots, what are you going to do to positively impact the game? I don't have an answer for that right now with the men Thompson. Oh, excuse me, with Cam Whitmore. With Cam Whitmore. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. So it, there's a lot there because the – you know, first of all, to go back to the game, you know, before we get to the rookies, like you mentioned, the Jazz game, I, I, what I was impressed by was just that, you know, you get those missed free throws by Shingun, and you're still able to recover from that, still able to kind of keep your head in the game. And, you know, going back to the point I was making earlier about what they showed in both of these games, in, in, the, in the win and in the loss, was just sort of this this attitude and this grit this uh, this thing that seems kind of unquantifiable but Ime Udoka talks about it and you can see the difference in how they play when they're flat and when they lose uh and then in these couple of games that that were competitive and one of which they won in overtime it's like there was a little bit more I don't know just a, a little bit more of that intangible uh aspect of it so I, I thought that was really really good for them and then of course for the confidence and just in terms of the evaluation, like a uh, men Thompson, like that's not just like like that's him coming off the weak side defender uh, and, and seemingly coming out of nowhere, showing a couple of things with that block in overtime or with that with that block to uh, to basically seal the game. Um, he shows to me the awareness like this IQ that I, that I think he's like shown this awareness that that's really, I think, on par for where you to be for a rookie point guard. And then obviously the physical ability, which is, you know, all in the scouting report, like, man, this guy is really somebody who, you know, with some work can really, uh, can really make an, an impact on the game. Um, and, and I think, I think that's the, the, the cool thing about Thompson. Um, and I'll get to Whitmore in a second, but with Thompson, I, I like that despite the shooting and maybe this is just a glass half full view of it, Adam, but like the shooting's obviously an issue. Like it is, it is glaringly bad, but it seems like they're doing a decent enough job trying to operate around it, work around it. Uh, some of the stuff that he's doing with, I mean, Thompson, or I'm sorry, with, with, with Auburn Shingun, uh, trying to, uh, I know they want to keep, you know, get him in the dunker spot, keep them, um, you know, you know, you know, dribble handoffs. Like they're, like they're trying to figure out ways to like use his athleticism to his advantage, let him pick his spots. And and the spots that the, the shots they want him to take, as opposed to the shots that the opposing defense wants him to take. So, so so I like the way that they're trying to at least manage around the fact that his shot is not there and it's not going to be there. They're not going to fix it, like you said, overnight. Um, with Cam Whitmore, man, <laughs> the the thing about that is, it's like, okay, do you just is is the is it right now? Like he's he's not gonna play once they're fully healthy. He's I don't think he's gonna be playing as much as he like once Tar Eason comes back and you know you know Dylan Brooks is now back and you know when they're at full strength he's not going to play as much. Is it is it just that his best role is to just come in there and and cook like just kind of a microwave score? Is that kind of just like the you know, where, where he is, like maybe, maybe there's something different about being in that starting role um, that, you know, I don't know, that, that caused him to be a little bit less effective. I'm not sure. 
Oh, but, but you're right. Because when you're starting, you're playing against starters. Yeah. So the guys that you're playing against are much better players, and there is going to be a whole lot more attention paid to you on the scouting report. So when that attention is paid to you and when you're playing against better players, it's probably not going to go quite as well. Um, so that's where – listen, I, I've seen it. People want to see more Cam Whitmore, and I get it. Again, it's a young player thing. Everybody loves to see the young player. Pump the brakes on it a little bit because there are some things that he's got to get a lot better at, and I mean a lot better. And for a guard to average less than one assist per 36 minutes, that's not great. And so like I, I've seen a lot of, well, he needs to be playing ahead of Jalen Green. I, I get that. I get where people are coming from with that. But right now, Cam Whitmore is a better shooter than Jalen Green. You need to be better at other things aside from just the shooting. Um, Jalen Green is a better defender. He's a better playmaker. Like Jalen Green is a better rebounder at this point. So I get where people are coming from, but I think that people tend to fall in love with the fact that the guy is making shots, and he is, but when you're not going to make shots every game. So how do you adjust and how do you impact the game when those shots aren't falling? And I do think that that's what Cam Whitmore has to figure out over the next however many games are left in this season. You know what I you know what I bet people wish, and this is not to speak for other people, but I'm kind of projecting here a little bit. With Cam Whitmore, there's probably that wish, because, you know, Jalen Green's having this disappointing season, which is well-documented and, and much discussed. I feel like, and, and also, he had these last two years of just empty basketball to gain this experience that you would have hoped would have benefited him more than it appears that it has. And so with Cam Whitmore, I feel like there's this envy of, hey, I wish he got to get some of that empty experience that Jalen Green got, like just put him on the floor, let him play, let him figure it out. The issue is, and that'd be, I think that would be great if he had that opportunity, if the, you know, if the Rockets were in that position, but they're not, right? They're trying to play competitive basketball. They can't really roll the ball out there and just let, Cam Whitmore learn from mistakes or trial by fire the way, say, Stephen Silas did with Jalen Green his first two years. You know, like it's a Cam Whitmore is coming into a different situation as a rookie, as an as an as a rookie that people are excited about. And I think that's I think that that that's part of it, that he's on a, a team that's trying to be competitive. Therefore, his development is going to have to be more of a slow burn, or at the very least, it's not going to be just him out there playing over guys that are that are still better than him. Well, it's the same thing with the men Thompson. Like that's the difference with this team now compared to the last couple of years, is that you've got guys ahead of the guys that were drafted in the first round, and so now instead of those minutes, like you said, like if if a men, if the twenty twenty three draft happens in twenty twenty two. Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore are probably playing heavy minutes this season. You know what I mean? And so they would have gotten those opportunities, but it's a different situation right now. And there are better players that are on this roster right now than there were in the past. So it's, it's going to come a little slowly. I, I did think that it was important though. Ime Yudoka was asked, I believe it was on Sunday. Uh, would Cam Whitmore wind up spending any more time back in the G league? And he said, no, like he's going to probably be, with the NBA team the rest of the season. So he's basically graduated from having to play in the G League, which I think is a positive step. I, I think that a lot of people would have assumed that he would have spent a good portion of the rest of this season in the G League, but give him credit. He used that G League time to his to his advantage. 
Uh, he used, you know, sometimes guys will get sent down to the G League and they'll pout and moan and just take it. You know, they will take it for the opposite of what it's meant to be. But he used those minutes to to get better and he used that time to get better. And it's going to keep him up here uh, for it looks like the rest of the season. So I think that's a positive development and, the, and they do trust him. I, I think that the fact that he's playing crunch time in some of these games shows that they have a whole lot more trust in him now than they thought that they would when the season started. So give him credit for that, but he got a long way to go. Well, well since you mentioned Jalen green and sort of this juxtaposition, this conversation about Cam Whitmore should play over him and all like Let's point out here these last couple of games that we're talking about that Jalen Green wasn't great. And I, like, I like, what do you think it says about like if we have all of these criticisms of Cam Whitmore of how things need to get better and how he's not necessarily ready to be playing as crucial of minutes as maybe some want him to be? But like, what does it say about Jalen Green to be in a, a, a place where? You know, guys would prefer a player who's not even really better than him to be playing over him. Like, like to me, that's that's sort of an indictment on on just where we are with that experiment or with that experience. Well, people see the shooting, and the shooting's been bad, and the shooting is a really big part of basketball. And they see a team that is struggling to score, and now you have this guy who's been a below average shooter, really from all areas of the floor. And so that's like the first thing that people think of, well, here's a guy who's shooting better than this guy. The guy who's shooting better is the one that needs to be playing, but there are other aspects of the game that matter. And I do think that one of the things I thought this was important because I mentioned how Fred Van Vliet did not play the last two minutes of regulation and overtime on Friday. I did not think Jalen Green would come back in that game. Jalen Green was subbed out with five thirteen to go in the third quarter. He did not shoot the ball. Well, but when Van Vliet fouled out, it was Green who came back in. And it was Green who was basically the point guard during those last seven minutes, the last two minutes of regulation and then the five minutes of overtime. And the Rockets' offense ran pretty well during that stretch with Jalen Green running point. And I do think that shows just kind of the value that Jalen Green does have. Like, if it's – like, could Cam Whitmore have come in and, and run point for the Rockets? No, of course not. And he shouldn't be expected to. He's been in the league for, what, three months. And that's just not his strength right now. So uh, the fact that Jalen Green is able to do more things, that's important. It's just that a lot of times those those things don't necessarily show up on the stat sheet. Like there's no column in the stat sheet for making the right read. You know what I mean? Like that was the big thing that they talked about uh, on Friday night after that game. I asked you, Doka, specifically, were there things that that Jalen Green can build on in that stretch at the end of the game? And he said, yeah, he's making the right read. Like, we ran the same play three straight times. He made the right read all three of those times. Like there's no column for that. There's no stat that says who leads the league in making the right read. I, it, maybe we should come up with that at some point, but that sort of stuff matters. It's the little things that don't necessarily show up in the box score. Those count too. Yeah, no, you're a hundred percent right about that. I, I do think that it's fair though, that, I mean, cause the reality of it is Fred, like Fred Van Vliet's hurt right now, mm-hmm. but the reality of it now. Right, right. Well, I mean, I mean, he missed the last game. Like, Fred, Fred Van Vliet's been banged up, you know, the last uh, week and change or however long it's been. And, but he's also played a, an incredible amount of minutes, and he is their kind of their go-to ball handler. They're like their guy. And so the the role envisioned for Jalen Green is to be the scorer, the shooter. 
And like you mentioned, the numbers are looking better or have been looking better at least for Cam Whitmore as opposed to Jalen Green in the thing that he is expected to do. And by the way, the thing, as we've talked about, the thing that the Rockets are not good at or great at or struggle to do at times, which is put the ball in the basket, which is shoot. So, so like, the, like that nuance that you just provided is, I think, important, but also very easy to, to sidestep or ignore when you kind of just look at it like, hey, here's a guy that's supposed to be a great scorer, but he's not right now. Hey, here's a team that could really use more scoring or shot making or shot creation, and they don't have it right now. And then there's this guy that doesn't play a lot of minutes. Oh, he's, you know, and, and he's a rookie and the timeline is, you know, different. You know, you don't have as much uh, you're not jaded about this guy yet. You know, so let's so let's see more of him. I think that's part of it. You know, for me, I just like the guys get down from the very beginning. So I just kind of want to see him play basketball. But that's sort of just kind of a side thing. But but I, I do think that that's part of it is the underperformance of Jalen Green as a scorer and the overall underperformance of the team offensively and like wanting to see somebody rectify that, especially a young player. And I'll be interested to see with Whitmore because he was a 34% three-point shooter in college. So I think he's at 38, 39% right now from three. Like, can he continue to shoot at that sort of a level with a deeper three-point line, with with uh, tougher contests? Like, can he continue to shoot this well? Or is it just kind of a, a, a more of a small sample size at this point? So um, I am interested to see how that goes. And he's going to get, the, like I said, he's going to play. He's going to get opportunities now. He's he's earned his way into the into that lineup, so I'm interested to see how that goes. Well, are you skeptical about the shooting? Because see, that's the thing that I'm more, uh, I guess, like encouraged by, and I'm I'm more skeptical of and wanting to see a will more playing time. Or and I don't, I don't doubt this. How much will more playing time help him with his shot selection and his discernment out there on the basketball court and learning how to impact the game in other ways, like you mentioned his defense, things like that are, are the things that I'm really more like curious about. And I'm kind of like, now you got me thinking about the three point shot. I'm like, maybe that's like, to me, that's like the thing that I'm feeling like, okay, he's a better shooter than I realized, or maybe gave him credit for, especially just when I look at the numbers and then watch him shoot form looks good. Everything looks good. You know? So like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of high on that, on the shooting. I'm, I'm more so worried about the other stuff. Yeah, no, you're right, but it's my job to be skeptical of everything. So, yes. you know, but in, when it comes to shot selection, basically his shot selection is I have the ball, I'm going to <laughs> it that's is man. That, that's his approach. He played he played 27 minutes the other night and did not have an assist. Like again, those, those are little things that he's like the ball's got to move a little bit more when he's in the game. Yeah, no, man, he's his it it can be maddening. I think they're kind of just to wrap up the idea of a Cam Whitmore, Jalen Green juxtaposition. I'm not trying to pit the young players, the Rockets young players against each other. I want them all to reach their potential. But that that is a noticeable difference of when Jalen Green got in the league and even times now, which is kind of the frustration, you wonder like if he knows how good he is or if he kind of understands how to use his powers. It's like, hey, man, you do realize that you should be able to manipulate defenses in certain ways and like, there's always been a feeling of 
Jalen Green didn't lack confidence, but somehow well, this is me just speaking for myself that Jalen Green didn't lack confidence, but more so lacked like an understanding for what like how what his skills are and how they translate per se or, or and how you like dynamic he can be whereas cam whitmore is the opposite where he might have an over understand a a a a, 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 a dramatized an overemphasis uh an oversized understanding is what i'm trying to say an oversized understanding for what his skills are and the confidence certainly isn't lacking. And he's like, man, I'm fast and I'm strong and I jump high and all of that. And I'm just going to go and I can shoot a little bit. I'm just going to go for it, you know. And, and so I, I say all that to say there's an attitude there. There's a uh, I don't know if griminess is the word, but there is a there's an attitude and a moxie there that perhaps at times is unwarranted. But it's certainly, I, I think, appreciated when that's the thing that you want out of i think i think the thing that you want out of a young star but but overall i I think we could agree on this adam the rookies the rookie starting is a cool conversation piece but it's not a good thing for the rockets hopefully that is as uh short and as timid as you mentioned fred van vliet is uh good let's go ahead and get to the help the like, can, can I just can I just run some numbers by you real quick? Go ahead, go ahead, and and then Austin, you can pop up the health update uh, after after that. Go ahead. So, Amen uh, Thompson and Cam Whitmore have shared the floor for two hundred minutes this season. Do you know what the Rockets plus minus is in those two hundred minutes? Let me guess. I'm gonna go minus twenty five. Minus sixty eight in two hundred minutes. Oh my minutes. god! I was trying. I gave him way more credit. <laughs> Yeah, I should have. So yeah, having the rookies on the floor together hasn't been great so far this season. So yeah, 